0: Welcome to the Tippy Tappy Sports Cricket World Cup podcast. This is the final episode, episode number I think it's number 11, um, and we have completed the tournament. It's post the final, and I'm sitting here with our man in Paris, Aaron Aron, Jim's Tims. How are you, Aaron?) <laughs> Uh, what have you been? Oh, what have you sure. been doing in Paris? How have you been celebrating the England victory,
1: or is it the New Zealand tie? Um, I think you'll find that there's probably a little bit more enthusiasm about you know Algeria being mm-hmm. in the final of the Africa Cup of Nations. <laughs> Algeria, <laughs> Senegal, a lot, of, uh, a lot of excitement on the streets of Paris when uh, Riyad Mahrez put that. Uh, Beautiful free kick into the uh, into the top left corner in the uh, 93rd minute uh, against Nigeria the other night, which Back is, of course, the uh, World Cup Finals played. So it was, uh, yeah, not uh, not a huge deal of interest in the uh, cricket or even in the tennis, really. Uh, but a lot of uh, people in shops and bars and restaurants, bistro, brasseries, watching the... um. African Cup of Nations. Yeah, great. Kind okay, of then. Um, so, yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not a lot of uh, interest in this uh, traditional uh, hotbed of cricketing uh, culture.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I uh, will save that for uh, for another podcast. Um, mm. But yeah. you know,
1: I want that's... to stay on top.
0: Yeah, you've got to stay on top of the African Cup of Nations as opposed mm. to the... Uh, it's, it's a South American equivalent, uh, which is also um, about to come to an end, isn't it? Mm. Oh, no, it, they played the final last week.
1: Yeah, that's already that's happened, mate. But, uh, yeah, probably best to stick to cricket in that case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK, cricket, uh, England, New Zealand. Uh, ben Stokes, hand of God, question mark? <laughs> New
1: Zealand, New Zealander by birth, Ben Stokes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're sort of contractually um, obliged to mention that he's born in New Zealand, along with Jason yeah. Jason Roy, born in South Africa. Yes, I
1: go and Morgan's Irish, uh, and Jofra uh, Archer is uh, from uh, uh, you know Barbados, Bermuda. No, he's from Barbados. <laughs> Barbados. Cuba. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, it's good to see that uh, you know. England, the England team of uh, emigres and Salon de Refusé has won the World Cup. Uh, is, it, is it the hand of God? Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty freakish. I, I can't really remember any time I've seen that happen. I mean, it, I, it has happened, but I can't remember the exact circumstances. It certainly hasn't happened uh, in as, in as uh, 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 intense and uh, important. Traumatic. Uh, Dramatic situation as, a, as the final um, or the final over of a World Cup final, but um, yeah. So that was, uh, I mean, yes. So yes, it was. It was the hand of God in many respects, and there was there was an officiating uh, blunder as well, wasn't there? Which yeah, uh, you know, it's forgivable in 1986 because there was no VAR, but uh, this time they've got the advantage of all these cameras stationed around the ground, and they could have. You know, thought a bit more carefully. I mean, they did deliberate, right? But they obviously didn't deliberate enough because there's this whole question of whether they um, had already crossed for the second run when the ball was released from the fielder's hand.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to your to your point, they've got all of the footage. They have all of the time. They should take as long as they need um, to make the right decision. And it doesn't matter whether it counts as six or whether it counts as five. Just get yeah. the decision right. Um, I mean, I took a straw poll of you know, people around the, uh, around the office and whatnot. And sort of you know, things fell into – people's opinion kind of fell into two camps. There are those who said, ah, oh, well, if it had happened in like a round-robin game, people would have been like, ah, oh, who cares? Uh, it's just South Africa against Bangladesh. Isn't cricket a funny game? Um, to which I say, well, that's that's no that's no response, right? I mean, there are there are there are rules, <laughs> there are rules, <laughs> yeah. and they either they either are applied properly or or they're yeah. kind of not, you know. Like it's like, and and if this kind of thing happens in say T Twenty, for example, um, which is presumably where you are more likely to have this 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 kind of thing, because that's obviously what the where the boundary countback rule comes from, and we'll come to that in a second um, mm. i mean it makes it's it's ridiculous to just kind of say well the the rules are a bit or the laws are a bit are a bit unclear uh the umpire yeah. will make a make a decision i mean they should take as long as they need to check the rules if' that's, if that's if that's what's required review the footage and then make right. the right decision i mean particularly. I mean, e- even more so when it is at such a critical juncture of the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've kind of introduced the um, the kind of – they've opened the, the technology genie, opened the bottle, whatever the expression should be. <laughs> the <laughs> genie, the technology <laughs> genie. Exactly. The, the genie of technology is out of the bottle. There we go. But, I mean, it's sort of only come halfway out kind of thing. So they've got, you know, they've got um, – all these, uh, you know, stoppages and whatnot to, to get the third umpire involved and the review system, which works very well. I mean, I, I think everyone agrees with that that it's it's a very good system and has been very successful. And the and the use of technology has been very effective in getting much better um, on-field umpiring. Yeah. Yeah, much better results, like much fairer results. So yeah. there, there's this commitment to fairness, but at the same time they like you know, when they get into this difficult situation and it was obvious in the final over that it was, you know, after Stokes had hit that six, it was like, well, now it's, now it's really on kind of thing because yeah. before that it was looking like New Zealand was going to win, you know, reasonably comfortably. They just hadn't scored that many runs off and, often and over in the final 10 overs. So, yeah. so it's, Stokes get the six and then, you know, this running, running two and then getting the deflection. It's like, well, that makes, that changes the complexion of the game dramatically. So, yeah. So, so, but there's still, I think, a kind of, um, you know, a reluctance maybe from the umpires to sort of admit their ignorance or something. Like, I mean, you know, there's still so much kind of authority invested in the on-field umpire that if it's outside of the circuit with this a slightly eccentric or idiosyncratic situation where you don't have the established channels for review and all that kind of thing um, there's there's hesitation to kind of seek assistance
0: yeah, which again just seems seems completely ludicrous um, because there is enough cricket played now where you and you would expect in something like a World Cup final that they would presumably run a couple of scenarios in terms of what, what might happen, or at least run through the rule book and work out, well, what exactly is meant by rule 9.12 or whatever it is, or what are the circumstances? Just red team. Yeah. Just red team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to be clear, this is not – I'm not against England winning the World Cup, right? I, 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 Obviously, I don't care whether it's England or kind of New Zealand, but – Yes, if I if I had to express a personal <laughs> preference,
1: it would it would be New Zealand. No one wants England to win the World Cup. I mean, so yeah. Well I mean the one thing that's good about it, of course, is, you know, and I'm not sure if you want to discuss this yet. But the one thing is good about it is that it's it's, you know, the the Tainted World Cup, it's the asterisk World Cup. Yeah. Because they didn't they didn't win the match. <laughs> they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> they you know they were all out in New Zealand only lost eight wickets um and uh so it'll always have this kind of question mark hanging over it and um you know we'll be able to keep talking about it for years and years to come and that'll be very good and yeah. so you know if they if they just lost then it would have been just another loss um yeah you know, among all their other losses yeah uh, uh you know and and uh but now we can kind of say, well, you know, you've won one World Cup. Yeah, we've won five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all this comes down to really. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we've won five. We won the more famous Square. In fact, we thrashed most of the opponents in four final. of the five finals that we played. Right. And um, you know, uh, thanks for coming. You haven't even won a final yet. Come back. Come back to us when you've actually won a final.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, that's that's that is the uh, that is the reality. I mean, the fact that you know, on the uh, on one of the many uh, WhatsApp groups that I am a member of, here it is, yeah. you know, uh, forty eight hours since the since the final, and yeah, e- everyone is still kind of weighing in about <laughs> whether yeah. whether England are uh, deserved deserved wins or
1: not. Like world champions, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so, yeah. so yeah. So I think that aspect that it's sort of so, yeah. In the eyes of everyone who's not English, it's kind of this, you know, bum bum trophy, yeah. The the cut cup. So, uh, yeah. So that's so that's good. But I mean, the other thing you want to talk about was boundary countback.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Uh... I, I understand that's, that's, that you know it's a that's a rule which which I understand you know come, come from, it comes from comes from T twenty right and yeah,
1: where boundaries boundaries are important to the spectacle. Th-
0: that's right. That's right. And this and that's not really what fifty over cricket is kind of about. Um, yeah. So so I, I suppose there are there are two aspects because we'll come to the the, uh, the concept of the of the super over uh, next. Um, yeah. but where you've got a boundary count back, it just seems, it seems frankly ludicrous in the context of like a six week tournament, um, yeah. where you've had, where it's clear and the, and they should have known this already that you're not getting, you know, total teams are not posting or chasing totals that are, you know, at like nine runs and over or anything like that as you, as you get in T20, um to sort of focus on boundaries it just seems it just seems bizarre and, and you know to the to the point that you made earlier uh New Zealand actually bowled out England uh, as right. opposed to England who didn't bowl out New Zealand so why why do the boundaries why are they preferred as a uh, as a yardstick compared to compared to wickets and then secondly what what would have happened if, if both England and New Zealand had hit the same number of boundaries? Then what?
1: Then who hit more sixes? Is that something which is which is just as ludicrous? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, like, the history of that particular rule, but it sounds like, I mean, it's, you know, one assumes that uh, it was just something that was written in haste because no one ever thought this situation would arise. Yeah. You know, like tide tied match, tied super over, boundary count back. Yeah. Um, Legislation yeah. on the run. It's policy on the run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not, why not, you know, the greater number of, you know, singles? The greater yeah, number of... Yeah. You know, numbers, the greater number of to...
0: dot balls. Well, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, more more ball. I mean, so, like, ultimately, they're just as, you oh, know, true. arbitrary and sort of important potentially you could argue to to the matches as, as boundaries are. But um, yeah, but the wickets thing is, is, you know, the argument. And then of course the counter argument is, well, you know, England finished higher in the table, so you could just decide on table position, which would be fine. I mean, ultimately it probably should have just been, uh, should have just been shared or they should have played another super over as everyone on the internet and on, the you know the thousands of whatsapp groups that have blossomed in the uh, in the past 48 hours has uh, has set
0: yeah I mean well if we pick up that point about about the super over again
1: T20 is
0: a 20 over game and so you have a so, so you have one super over here you've got a 50 over a side game so why wouldn't you at least have I don't know maybe five super overs or something like that I mean it's not as though anyone's gonna leave or that it's getting dark. And your mum's calling yes. you for dinner or anything like that. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't, it, it's not like it would extend the game by a ridiculous amount. So, I mean, having one over in the context of what has been, you know, an epic spectacle is just, again, it, it's it's kind of dumb. It just sort of strikes a really bum note.
1: Yeah, it felt, yeah, it felt sort of a bit perfunctory. I mean, it was definitely exciting, though. So, you know, that, that was, uh,
0: that was good. Well, it was going to be exciting regardless. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, having sort of six six balls or, you know, I mean, I think five overs
1: would probably probably be. I think, yeah, I don't know. Five overs feels like too much of another sort of mini match. And then, what, five overs with only sort of two wickets to lose or whatever it was for the super over. Yeah, well, good. See, the problem is that, like, you bring in, what, how many, you don't have any wickets in, no, you have one wicket in hand, right? Yeah. For the super over. Yeah. So, um, you know what, five overs, if you only have one wicket in hand, then it's not it's – not, it's just like a shootout at that point when it's one over. Well, maybe and, what would be better you know, you is,
0: <laughs> is you have – like, you know, New Zealand were eight wickets down. They should be able to play yeah. out their ten wickets. And if you're at ten wickets, it's just like last man carries.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they get – so they should get – um, three wickets in hand, and England should have one. Yeah, and play five overs.
0: Well, or maybe even just play one over. I mean, yeah, it'd be, good, it'd be good to see. Um, a three. Yeah, Four. or three, or three. <laughs> two and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, but what about what about uh, you know the, the suggestion of like play the super over if it's still tied, play another one if it's still tied, play another one if it's still tied, play another one. Just keep going until they're finally separated.
0: Well, that's uh, – and I suppose that's kind of more like a penalty shootout style. Yeah, that's, um, that's bad, I think. Because there, there you've got – because at least with the penalty shootout, each team has to take five. So – Yeah. Which kind of feels about right in the in the balance yeah, – in the, in terms of the length of the game. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, feels comfortable. Um, so, yeah, maybe like one one for one would be – would be better i mean you know in some respects it's not dissimilar to having uh, a fifth set tiebreaker if you happen to reach 12 all
1: Mm, indeed very topical reference there timsy yes yes indeed Uh, both of those at the same time as well that was so it's actually Um, quite quite irritating
0: having to like flick between channels
1: yeah yeah i really really feel for you um (laughs) but uh uh but I mean, uh, you know, Djokovic, uh, Federer has sort of just been completely forgotten in the last forty-eight hours. No one's talking about it, man. No one cares. We get now.
0: People, people care. People care about Djokovic because he's like he's the most boring guy in probably world sport. He's not exciting. Mm. He's not exciting to watch. Uh, yeah. Apart, you know, unless you like people who just constantly get the ball back. Um, yeah. And he probably will end up winning more majors than uh, Federer, but ultimately, so yeah. what? who cares? Like, you're not going to care when Federer retire. When uh, Federer retires, people will care. When Djokovic does, I don't think people will.
1: Yeah, yeah. People in Serbia will probably care. Oh, yeah, but, you know. So, the Serbs will be into it. So good. Um, yeah, but um, at the, so that's the that's the World Cup, uh, you know. Legitimate, uh, <laughs> crown. Uh, won by uh, one by a side captain by an Irishman.
0: Yeah, and w- won by one by a Kiwi who's apparently going to be knighted.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's like you got to you got to enjoy that story though. From punching the guy out when he was pissed to you know winning the World Cup final. <sighs> yes, that's, uh, that's pretty. It's a good it's a good redemption story. Yeah, um, it's got a lot to recommend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe there should be a biopic with, um, you could get like Ed Sheeran to do the soundtrack directed by... Um, Ed
1: yeah. Sheeran to play Ben Stokes as well. It's <laughs> like a fatty Ben Stokes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, maybe
0: directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, why, why not? Why not? That seems to, that yeah. seems to, seems to make sense. Um, soundtrack,
1: soundtrack by...
0: Maybe soundtrack by, um, by the KLF. Arctic Monkeys.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: KLF. <laughs> uh, uh, soundtrack by the KLF would be better than the, uh, uh, just... the Arctic Monkeys. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, well when we've just got you know coming back to the game for a second, um, I know I think it's pretty good, and it's it's obviously the right attitude as much as it probably sticks in his craw for for Kane Willism to sort of say what to say that the the overthrows were not the reason were not like the singular reason for them for them losing the game, like you know you can't you can't sort of isolate particular incidents, but I mean yeah you know the Ross Taylor the Ross Taylor LBW decision was pretty bad really um you you would expect the umpires really just to get that kind of thing right and it's a bit uh, it's just a bit it's, a bit it's a bit it's a bit silly frankly i feel sorry for ross taylor he just looks like a good bloke
1: um, yeah i don't know but i mean he's not like He's not like this massive sort of power hitter kind of thing. No,
0: but he might have gone on and scored an extra run. Or yeah, you know, Jason Roy, Jason Roy looked out in that first over. He looked out to the naked eye. Um, yeah, but you know, I'm not the umpire. It's uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Erasmus. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, Murray.
1: Murray. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Does that just yeah
0: oh, Who knows? Who knows? Um yeah. yeah,
1: well, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe Bolt's death bowling wasn't the best. I mean, what's his face? Nisham was a better death bowler in that match than Bolt.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nisham was, uh, it was probably the star for New Zealand. I mean, when he sort of tonked that six in the Super Over, I thought New yeah. Zealand was going to win. They're
1: going to do it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a cracking shot. Talk about, like, your shot under pressure. It was bloody
1: ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Jimmy. Was
0: good work. Jimmy Neesham. Um,
1: yeah. And know, that's, that's sort of, I think that's it for New Zealand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're done.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're all quite young. I mean, what's his name? Uh, it's probably all over for uh, Trent Bolt. and And yeah. uh, all over for um, uh, Ross Taylor. Uh but I think all the others are pretty young. Um the team that it is all over for though is probably apart from Archer is is
1: Because I didn't realise they're all they're all quite old. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. I just assumed they were quite young. Well, I would Morgan's like in his thirties, right? Yeah. Well what about Roy? I mean Roy looks like a child. <laughs> he certainly behaves like one. Uh,
0: yeah, okay. So he'll be around for a bit, but mate, I think he's certainly on the on the younger side. I did read something where they were all very, you know, the average age was about 32 or something like that. So you're not going to expect all, all of them to roll up in India in
1: 2023. Yeah. Oh, Joss Butler's only 28.
0: Joss. I mean, why does he just call himself Joseph? What kind of a name is Joss anyway? Jossie. Listen,
1: mate, let's get a quick, uh, get some quick fact checks here.
0: Yeah. Stokes.
1: Stokes is, yeah, he's only 28 as well. I mean, they'll come back. They'll be back in the next World Cup.
0: They'll be back. Uh, Yeah. You do have to feel for New Zealand. I mean, it's probably unlikely that they'll ever be in a situation where they have the opportunity to win two World Cups in the same year. Yeah. Everyone likes New Zealand.
1: Yeah, you think everyone wants uh, New Zealand to win the uh, the rugby tours? Oh, I mean, who else, who else is going to beat them? No one.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, there you uh, go. That's that's the World Cup final. It's the World Cup. It's done and dusted. Uh, did you see who was like you know player of the tournament?
1: Uh, no. Well, wasn't Kane the man of the match or something in the time? I thought Stokes was man of the match. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, should we just fact check this? Yeah. Get a quick fact check. Let's have a look. Oh,
0: yeah. Cricket World Cup Player of the Tournament 2019, Kane Williamson.
1: Yeah, there
0: we go. 578 runs and two wickets.
1: Yeah, he's, he's very good. Well, and so the team of the tournament, I said they went for Roy over Warner. Did they? As the opening with Roy and obviously uh, Rohit.
0: Yeah, Rod Trummer.
1: Um, then Kane, then Root. I don't know, was Joe Root that good? Not really. Kane um, and then... What? Kane, then Root, then Shakib, obviously. Um, Stokes, Carey, Stark, Archer, Lockie Ferguson, Lockie Ferguson, and um, Jasper Pumrah. Well, that's a pretty good team. But, I mean, you can't really argue with much about that, except for maybe Root.
0: Yeah,
1: uh... Root. Right. I guess he was pretty good. I Yeah. You'd put, you'd put Warner in instead. Jason Roy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sharma Roy. Even if you accept Roy. Williamson. Babar Azam. Al Hassan. Stokes. Yeah. Carey Stark. Archer Ferguson Bummer. Right, so what, where, where, oh, 12th man, Joe Root. I mean, oh, he's the, the 12th. He's the 12th man. Oh, okay. So you've got, yeah, so you've got um. Sharma and Roy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Roy, the reality is England look much better with... um. Roy, when he was in the team, Roy, Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. So in that respect, he's a bit, you know, he's the talismanic South African. Uh, yeah. Kane Williamson at three, sure. Azam uh, at four. Yep. Or is this? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know which one you're looking at. I think you're just looking at some random eleven that. Some Random. bloke just some bloke just came up with. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so good stuff. Great World Cup. Really good for the game. Knock on effects? None. <laughs> yeah, basically none. <laughs> none. This is not going
0: <laughs> to get the kids out playing cricket in the streets of bloody Birmingham.
1: So good for the kids to look up to the example of the New Zealanders. Such a good example of sportsmanship. Real demonstration of the virtues of the game.
0: Yeah. I, why, why can't they just award like the tournament, the, you know, the, the trophy jointly? It's like, yeah. Um, like it doesn't kind of, I mean, what's most irritating is you get like idiots like Michael Vaughan, you know, in, yeah. in sort of Twitter on Twitter saying, ah, they, well, the game wasn't tied. England won. So, well, did they,
1: did they buddy? Okay. Yeah. Thanks man. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know why they didn't do that, but um, they, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's uh, really going to revitalize one day cricket either. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was definitely an exciting final and all of that, but uh, yeah. like, you know, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the next step for one day cricket for me? Nothing. It's basically back to. Nothing for the next four years, a series of sort of forgettable, you know, bilateral tournaments and then, you know, and then back to another World Cup. That's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, like, there's no push to innovate anything in the one day game. All the energy is behind T20. So, you know. I
0: mean, that sets the tempo for the, or, or the template for whatever innovations may come into the way in which you play the 50-over game. So Australia for, you know, whatever... Well, I think New Zealand has clearly demonstrated in this in this tournament that you actually don't need to go out and dominate from the opening pair and try and score, you know, 500 runs. You can defend low totals. And New Zealand were uh, uniformly excellent at doing that. And... It would be difficult to sort of sit here and say that, that they didn't deserve to win that final. I mean, they are a tournament team, um, but you know, to draw the parallels to the Wimbledon final, England were a bit like Djokovic, right? I mean, they might not have been as good in the game, but they sort of did it when it did it when it mattered, and they're the ones who carry on like uh, like the proverbial pork chop because they're awarded the trophy.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean defending the small totals is 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 uh is interesting uh cuz I mean, you know, in the first few weeks of the tournament, sort of in that that shallow period sort of episodes through sort of you know, 8 9, you know, I think you had some other people on the podcast it, it sort of obviously went through a bit of a barren period there, but uh, <laughs> uh but uh, um you know, we were saying oh, it's it's a it's a very low-scoring World Cup and it's the Bowlers' World Cup, which was all very true and remained the case really uh, until the end. But I'm not sure how much of that is just down to the fact that it was in England. And, you know, England has the, the overcast skies with the, with the moisture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the moisture. It's, it's got, moisture. got the moisture. For a, it's all moist. You've got to have moist countries for a Bowlers' <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> I mean, the next, the next country that's hosting the World Cup is not very moist. It's very dusty. So, Barren. Barren. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's what one day cricket needs is just more moisture.
0: Yeah, just a bit of. Well, maybe they should take it on the take it on the road. Have have it in a, like a country like the US, for example.
1: Just some juice on the wicket. Yep. Just um, juice. It. Yeah. They could just juice it and sort of have the final on, on Staten Island or something. They should have a World Cup in and, and somewhere like the U.S. If they really want to promote the game
0: internationally, I'm sure you'd get enough people uh, who would go to ga- games, wouldn't they? <laughs> I think it would
1: mostly just be like Indians. Yeah, well, good. It's just going to be like Indians. And in New York, you'll get like a lot of people from the Caribbean going to watch it. Yeah. Oh. yes, yeah, Ireland has Staten Island Cricket Club has a lot of history behind it. I mean, that's where um, isn't that where, like uh, you know, just Garfield Sobers went and played there for a bit, and so did Clive Lloyd or something. I think I've made sort of some of the names up there, but I mean, there were definitely like famous West Indian players who went and played at the Staten Island Cricket Club. It was yeah. like a little bit like sort of the New York Cosmos or something. Pele, Pele at the um, Cosmos. Cosmos, but um. So, yeah, I mean, they could do that. But, yeah, I I just don't know how much of it is like, well, you know, this is really going to change the game. I think, you know, once everyone goes back to their respective countries, when Australia next plays, it's meaningless, you know, one one day, day December, January, whatever, it's going to be wedged between tests and all over the place. It's going to be back to, you know, Warner trying to score at 10,000 runs a a second and, uh, you know, just blasting, just blasting, blasting your way to victory. Um, but that's okay. I mean, that's that's part of the beauty of uh, cricket, wouldn't you say, that you uh, change your style of play to suit the conditions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that
0: next bilateral one-day series is, is, in fact, against India in India. Um, so yeah. the, the Australian team will troop off to India in January right. and go and play oh. a bunch of meaningless games there um, and then come back and I think they're playing some one day games against um uh, sri Lanka back in sydney oh, yeah. uh, back in australia in sort of
1: february march um so how so what, what what's this they like so they play the test series against Pakistan and new zealand
0: yeah so they're playing yeah. so, so three tests against Pakistan and three tests against new zealand then they oh, yeah. then they troop off to india for for the meaningless uh, one-day series.
1: In, in January? Yeah. So the time when people watch cricket in Australia. <laughs> They'll be in India. <laughs> India. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, we'll have Bash, Big Bash League. Bloody Big Bash. Get the bloody Big Bash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like we'll have that. We'll get
0: people like uh, Jason Roy and Ben Stokes out. um or Sir Sir Ben Stokes, Sir Benjamin Stokes, Sir Benjamin. Yeah. Um, and then and then they come back for the for the one day series. Uh, mm. So I think this is all, you know, under at the um, direction of the BCCI. Yeah,
1: yeah. Everything happens at their behest now. That's right. People talk about, about people talk about the big three. It's really just the big one. Mm-hmm. It's like a bigger one, the bigger one, and the and the and the less big two.
0: Yeah, the other the other couple. Um, yeah, I mean maybe
1: England will get a bounce out of this World Cup, uh, out of this World Cup victory. Maybe. Well, really looking forward to the Ashes. I mean, it makes the Ashes sort of yeah you know, more. I mean, not that the Ashes ever needs any reason to be more exciting or whatever, but um, yeah, it kind of. It makes it – gives it a bit of edge that it might not otherwise have had. I mean, if England had lost and come into the Ashes, it would have been, you know, a bit deflating. But now England have smashed Australia. Yeah. And and they've won the World Cup. So it's kind of like heightened expectation, I yeah. guess, to win the Ashes back.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, as a way of really stuffing it to the, uh, to the convicts. Um, yeah. You know, presumably it will not be, well, it'll be a number of years before there is an opportunity to win a World Cup at home and win the Ashes at home. Um, yeah. So I'm sure they, oh, I mean, n- not that they require any kind of further motivation to um, uh, to win the Ashes, but yeah, I mean, they will, well, to your point, yes, I'm sure there will be some extra, some extra edge and where you've got, uh, Steve Smith and uh, David Warner coming back into the Test team. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they will want to make uh, amends uh, for what was frankly a pretty uh, ignominious uh, exit at the hands of England. So I, I'm, I'm sure the Ashes series will be will be very good. And we obviously touched on this last last episode. Um, in fact, we should continue this podcast during during the Ashes itself because it would be interesting to see how Australia does pick itself up from what was a pretty pretty deflating uh exit. Um and I wonder maybe you know, but I mean do you know what they're doing in the in the intervening three weeks? Because I think the the first Ashes test is the first of first of August.
1: August, yeah. Uh well what, what, no, so it's like no, it's a bit later in August, isn't it? First of August. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's like Two weeks. A few days away. Two, two weeks away. Well, they've got – I mean, obviously they've got the a number of players already in England playing this um, these Australia – you know, England A or whatever it is.
0: Yeah.
1: England A team, Australia 11 thingy with Wade and uh, Head scoring centuries uh, and so on and so on. Jackson Bird just doing his his Jackson Bird thing have always – you know, knocking on the door and being quite good in the practice matches but never actually being good in the tests. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I assume they're just going to go straight into preparations for the Ashes. They're probably yeah. already, already doing them. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, that'll be good. Are you thinking of maybe keeping the um, episode numbering, just keeping it going, episode 12?
0: Yeah, I mean, my, particularly as the first test – uh, yeah. one to five August is at none other than Edge Baston,
1: yeah. The scene of the crime,
0: yeah, that's right.
1: The scene um, of many crimes, that's right. Ricky
0: Pontic, both cricket and non cricket. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that's uh, that's good, yeah. What, okay, well, good stuff, mate. Well done,
0: yeah. Congratulations great great doing uh doing uh world cup uh, podcast uh with you and uh we will see you uh, in uh, basically a week's time for uh, our ah. ashes ashes preview <laughs>
1: okay mate see you then
0: okay thanks bye, bye.